2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas. If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net or the Panini direct app. Plus, discover Panini instant cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit paniniamerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We don't want to start positive, do we, with Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership? Kind enough to join us. Uh, It looks like he's outside a hotel here. Uh, You can see him on NFL Live later today, 3 to 5 Eastern on uh, the Mothership. Dan, do you want to start positive or negative?
4: I'll start positive. I have to. It's Friday morning. I'm outside Caesar's Palace uh, waiting for my ride—not the real one, Dan. Um, I will say, Jets had a franchise-changing draft. Okay. Um, just, just a phenomenal draft for them. Um, when, when you talk about the talent that that they got, is just lights out. Um, Jermaine Johnson. Um, Garrett Wilson, I, I had said yesterday, Dan, I would have taken Garrett Wilson with the number one pick if I was the Jaguars. I think he's going to be that good of a wide receiver in the NFL. Wow. I, think I think he's Devontae Adams, yeah. And that's where the league is going. Obviously, we saw all the trades. Uh, Philadelphia had an incredible evening um, and is is the division favorite uh, in the NFC East. Um, I thought the Giants got a lot better in the line of scrimmage. The Detroit Lions are, are the second best team in that division right now um so some really really good starts for teams
3: uh we waited for pittsburgh to take kenny pickett were you uh how surprised at that
4: i wasn't shocked that it's a quarterback i just thought at 20 if malik willis was there they were going to take malik willis um listen awesome phenomenal story when it when it comes to kenny pickett and, and him being from there and then playing college football on there and, uh, I have a couple of things. Number one, they see Kenny Pickett every day, Pittsburgh, that organization. They practice basically on the same fields. So they've obviously got to feel a level of comfort with uh, the this, this selection of him. Um, he's a very similar player to Mitchell Trubisky, though, and that's where I have a little bit of hesitation with it is um, physically they're kind of the same guy, good athlete, really dependent on their ability to run around and create. Um Poor mechanically average accuracies. So I feel that that's why I felt a little bit stronger about if they get a guy, Malik Willis, because of the high end talent or Desmond Ritter, because of his, you know, his, his uh, pocket operation. Um, but they, are, like I said, they, they see Kenny Pickett every day. So they must must really like him.
3: Yeah. And we've corresponded. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are first round talents. Um I, right. I think they're all projects. I just brought up, if I'm a team and I and I need a quarterback now, I take Baker Mayfield. I somehow make a deal for Baker Mayfield. It's a one year deal, Dan. and if the Browns will pick up the tab or half of it, I got a starting quarterback for 18 million dollars who now needs to prove himself, I, yep. You know, a guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder, man, I'd be I'd be really interested in Baker Mayfield right now than one of these guys who are going to be a project who are going to be drafted, you know, either tonight or tomorrow.
4: Yeah, no brainer, Dan. I, I said that he'll be the draft steal of the weekend. And if you're the team, here's the reality, because it's facts over feelings. The, the fact is the last time Baker Mayfield uh, played healthy in the NFL, 21 of 30, 320 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, yes, he threw an interception on the final game-winning drive potential, but he played really good football that day. Yeah. Two years ago in 2020, he was a top 10 player. So, is your vantage point 2020 or 2021 um, with how you view Baker Mayfield? But if I'm one of these teams and I'm sitting here and, and I get into the fourth round, Cleveland's got to eat 14, 15 million dollars of his deal because if they cut him, they got to pay him 19. So they, they got to eat a chunk of it, and that's their own doing. But if you're in the fourth round and you wanted to draft a quarterback and you can get Baker Mayfield, then the, here's the truth. Baker Mayfield has had better seasons in the NFL than Daniel Jones, than Marcus Mariota, than Tua Tungabailoa. I mean, he's had just as good of a season as Ryan Tannehill. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan's had one better season than him. Now he's had a lot more consistency, but um, I just think, He'll be a steal of the draft for some
3: GM. We're talking to uh, Dan Orlovsky joining us from outside Caesars Palace there. Uh, help me understand Lamar Jackson. He sends out the tweet WTF when Hollywood Brown yeah. gets traded. Now he's followed up by saying, hey, that tweet was not about us drafting a center. Uh, stop that BS. So what the, what is the WTF?
4: Uh, I, I think there's some some hurt there, you know, Hollywood hammer boys. I mean, they, they got, kind of grew up in the same area and, and it's bigger than football for Lamar And when it comes to Hollywood and the fact that Hollywood went to the organization, asked for the trade and really at least to our reports today did not communicate in any way to Lamar that I, I think he's hurt over that, you know, he lost a good receiver, but I think he lost one of his best friends. And I, I think that's where that frustration lies. The Ravens had an incredible draft, It's just, this is going to be overshadowing it. And then the second thing too, Dan, is, you know, they're in contract negotiations with him. So, um, you know, the fact that his best friend or one of his best friends didn't tell him this, and then the organization didn't in any way Hint to it. Um, we could have probably seen the writing on the wall or the tea leaves when it comes to all the receivers that they have drafted over the past couple of years. Uh, but I think Lamar is a little bit more hurt than anything.
3: Help me understand with the Titans. You know, I know that they didn't want to pay A.J. Brown, but, you know, this is a kid who's 24 years of age.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think this is all butterfly effects from Tyreek Hill. You know, I said when Tyreek Hill got traded from the Chiefs, it was going to be NFL changing because teams are going to start to sit there and go, and eh, all all these in in the um, last four drafts, so not including last night, there have been 40 receivers drafted in the first or second round. There's six of them that are no greater busts. So the, the receivers that are coming into the NFL are now better players and more ready to go impactful guys early than guys of the past. So I think that's number one. Obviously, the KC Trader, Tyree Kittle, and the ability to acquire more picks for your roster, number two. Uh, they, they they believe that Traylon Burks is going to be a you know, plug-and-play type of performer impact for why. So I think that's the biggest part of, of why. And then Ryan Tannehill's got the highest cap, salary cap out of any quarterback in the NFL this year. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of it as well.
3: Well, I know you're busy, man. Uh, We appreciate you joining us, uh, as always. And uh, you'll uh, have more of Dan on uh, NFL Live later on today at uh, 3 to 5 Eastern. Thank you, Dan.
4: Thanks, Dan. You're the best, bud. Uh,
3: Dan Orlovsky, ESPN. Be sure to
2: catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
3: Paulie, I just saw that you put down instead of Rich Eisen. On the rundown? Yes, you have Rick Eisen. Rick? Come on. You're better than that. I, well, that's kind of a cool. Rick Eisen Rick. sounds like
5: a, a private
3: detective. <laughs> Rick Eisen. No, he'd be Dick Eisen. No. <laughs> yeah. No, you're a private detective. I'm Rick Eisen. Rick Eisen. Ground break, Let me just get to Rich.
0: <laughs> Anybody call you Rick before Rich? Great intro, guys. <laughs> good, good,
1: good.
0: <laughs> Really appreciate it coming before I come on. Talk talk more about how Lewis Riddick broke stuff down, Paul. Great job, man. Appreciate you watching.
3: Yeah, but you know I was watching because I was texting you. Yes, that's correct. I appreciate that. Yes, I I was watching. Yeah. (laughs) So, Paul, you're watching Lewis Riddick on the mothership, and you put down Rick Eisen. I have multiple TVs, Dan. I was watching Charles
0: Davis, watching everybody. Paul, do we need to sidebar? I mean, is that, <laughs> tonight was uh, was a blast. Um, it was uh, wild. Uh, I, I I still can't believe we're in Vegas because this place, as you know, and the NFL have not really been intertwined that much uh, on the forefront. Um, I'm sure a lot of folks in, in this town have been very uh, football-centric, NFL-centric, but I can't believe we're here, Dan. It's kind of wild.
3: But I can't remember a draft either, though, Rich, where, you know, three minutes before – the commissioner gets up there. We don't know who right. is. you had Ian Rappaport on. He goes, I, I don't, it, I think it's Trayvon Walker, but I don't know. Why do you think there was this mystery? with the? Well, Jags?
0: the Jaguars were really tight-lipped about it, and there was no quarterback that just screams out at you, and there was also no defensive player, uh, you know, outside of Aiden Hutchinson that kind of screamed at you. And, you know, Trayvon Walker, as you saw, was part of a team that – that uh, had four other players taken from him. Packers took two uh, Georgia defenders. And so, I I mean, it was kind of way up in the air. And then right around pick uh, 11, as soon as the Jets took Garrett Wilson, that's when the first trade came in. Um, And then a record nine trades in the first round, including two involving actual players in the NFL. That's never happened before either.
3: How much of a heads up do you get on a trade, maybe not the draft um, pick, but
0: the, the trade, the trade. There's no there's no heads up that a trade is coming. I mean, we we realize it at the same time, everyone else is when okay. they switch out on the board, the team that's on the clock. I have no idea. They could tell me which pick has been chosen, but we specifically ask not to not to know. I'm not on Twitter. I put my phone down um, except to read texts from you and others who are sending it to me. But I stay off of Twitter. I don't want to know. We just want to have a, a reaction. And I know that that might come across as we're making it up because folks at home are on their second window and know information that we don't. But that's the nature of the draft now.
3: Can I talk to Rich, the Jets fan? Yes. Hold on a minute. Okay. He's going to go get rich, and there What's he is. Up? Hey, Rich. How you, hey, how did What's you? Up, what did you think
0: oh, of the Jets draft? That was unbelievable. Uh, honestly, there's there's not a very high bar to, to to leap over when you're a Jet fan on a draft night. Um, but uh, I, I loved Sauce Gardner. I, I wanted that pick. I've been literally saying it on my show every day. Uh, he's exactly what the Jets need. Certainly, when you've got. Um, Tyreek Hill now in the division, uh, the Bills looking the way they looked against the Chiefs. Um, the, the, the Dolphins now still loaded at the spot. They say to Bill Belichick, why don't you have Devontae Parker? So they need to have someone who not only can cover them, but wants to. And, and then uh, to add Garrett Wilson at receiver, those are the two best players at the, their positions that Daniel Jeremiah had on his board. And then to come back in and, and, uh, and go get Jermaine Johnson II, who, who was top 10 on Daniel's board as well, to get him later on in the first round and still have a second-round choice tonight that's 38th overall from the Sam Darnold trade, um, I, I think it's, it's a coup. It's exactly what um, the Jets needed at those positions, and it was smart. They, they worked the board. I can't believe I'm saying that about a Jets draft. Unreal. Yeah. What do you think of what the Eagles did? I like that too. I, I saw you left them out of your poll question today because um, they they could they could they could have uh, claim to having had the best draft last night as well. You know, I saw you had the Giants and the Ravens there. Uh, you know, the Giants did well um, with Thibodeau and Neal. I like the Ravens uh, going with Kyle Hamilton a moment after they seemingly lost out on Jordan Davis to the Eagles, who traded up right in front of them. Um, and then they came back in at the end of the first round as well for another player. Uh, i I think the Eagles coming away with Jordan Davis and then drafting a j brown and 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 getting him to a contract that appears to be right around twenty million, twenty one million dollars a year, which is um, I think a, a market a fair market value. Um, you know, uh, um, signing for 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 the Eagles. Um, man, uh, I thought they did a really good job last night, too.
3: Yeah, you know, when you throw in the trades and they're actual players being traded and these are starters, and then, you know, Jalen Hurts is now on the clock. Like, he, we got your toys here. Uh, you wonder what's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill, you know, with Tennessee as they move forward. Uh, you had Lamar Jackson with the WTF and Hollywood Brown. Like, there was there was a lot more intrigue, and I said this the last couple of days going into the draft. It doesn't seem like there's drama, but there will be drama. It just happens. You know, the they may not be recognizable names and may not be big names with quarterbacks there, but there's still interesting moves. You know, the Steelers what they did, the Patriots what they did, the Cowboys drafting an offensive lineman and you're going, "What are they doing?" Um and then you get the trades there. Uh, Jacksonville's always interesting, Detroit, I like what Detroit did. But if you were saying this, this is the most puzzling move of round one. Yeah,
0: well, it would have to be Belichick choosing a kid out of Chattanooga. Um, Corey Strange, who everyone loves. And, you know, but it's one of those picks where anybody else makes it. they're You're, you're killing them. This is the typical in-bill-we-trust pick. Uh, I, I enjoyed on, on our coverage showing the uh, – section of mystified Patriots fans who are in the draft hall. I mean, just imagine you fly all the way out from Logan, you know, to Vegas to hang out in Vegas all night long, watch Bill trade down, and then take some guy (laughs) from Chattanooga you have to Google, you know? Well, (laughs) what did you think of the Rams'
3: reaction when Les Snead and and Sean McVay are – talking to the media, and they're having a draft party, and all of a sudden they go, what? Right. Cole
0: Strange from Chattanooga to the Patriots. And then... He's yeah, like, we wasted our time looking at him, thinking he'd be there at a 104, <laughs> which their first pick, you know, in the draft. And he's gone uh, at 29. Yeah, that that's the one right there. But, you know, who, who knows, man? You know, obviously the Packers need to get a receiver for, for Aaron Rodgers. They went and got two defenders off of one of the best defenses we've seen in college football and we'll see what happens tonight Uh, aj brown second round pick debo second round pick dk second round pick obviously you can get game-changing receivers in the first round tonight
3: rich eisen nfl network emmy nominated host and you can see him throughout the coverage tonight they started seven eastern also saturday noon eastern also 18th annual run rich run airs during the coverage of rounds four through seven. Wait, that's yeah. not how long it takes you to run it. Rounds no, four through uh, seven, nicely
0: done, Dan. <laughs> nicely done. Um, yeah, you can time me. You can time me for picks four through seven. I know. <laughs> the proverbial, uh, you know, hourglass. But yeah, we, we, uh, we ran it in the Rose Bowl this year. I like how uh,
3: I'm so competitive. When Rich first ran, I remember yeah. texting him, I think. I said, I could run faster than that. And Rich goes, "That's not what this is about." <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm competing with Rich, and he's raising yeah. money, and I'm thinking, "What am I doing?" Like it, it that's was one you, of those Dan? return of serves, and I went, "Ow, okay,
0: I got it." Yeah, I'm just uh, it's, it's, it's. But I've been used to that, Dan. Just you know, <laughs> you being oddly competitive at the most inappropriate moments, and that's why uh, you're beloved, Dan. Yeah, and you yeah. know only one, you know, only one speed as well. Oh. Um, so. Yes, NFL.com slash run rich run to raise money for, for Saint Jude. We're gonna be doing that um all throughout the week and, and beyond.
3: Um biggest well, what do you think second round? If you were gonna go, here is your storyline for second round tonight.
0: Uh running backs. We haven't seen them, uh no no tight ends, but running backs and then the quarterbacks. I think tonight's the night Baker gets traded if um if somebody goes through the the evening towards the the uh, end of the second round don't get the quarterback they want if desmond ritter and malik willis go off the board and a team that wanted them didn't get him um and, and then then they might go for baker mayfield obviously carolina doesn't have a pick all the way to tomorrow so it, it, you know really it's the browns are on the clock do they really want to come through this draft with him there on the team? Do they really want to take him into more OTAs and the mandatory OTAs? They really want to sit there in the summer thinking that they have him in their back pocket in case there's an injury or something like that or a suspension for for Deshaun Watson? Like, What's the point of holding on to him? And and if you're paying Deshaun Watson that much guaranteed money, what's the big deal about eating more of it? Obviously, it's their money, but... uh, um, I, I don't understand why you would even hold on to Baker Mayfield this long. He's an asset, of course, but he's no longer your asset. And and so uh, I think tonight would be the night. You know, Josh Rosen was traded on night two. For a second round pick. I I just don't know if that's what you'll get back for Baker if you're still standing pat on not eating his salary. That's kind of what's at play tonight.
3: Yeah, I, I would take Baker Mayfield. If I'm Seattle and I can get a guy who has proven to be a good quarterback and he's going to be $18 million and maybe the Browns pick up a good portion of that and I have him on a one year deal and I just say, Baker, come on in and prove yourself, chip on your shoulder. I mean, I'd rather do that than, you know, take one of these, I, I, these quarterbacks.
0: I know Seahawks fans might not like to hear this, um, but it's the truth. They signed Geno Smith and they, they signed Geno Smith and they like Geno Smith. They really, really do. They liked what they saw out of him when Russell got hurt last year. They have Drew Locke. They might go ahead and draft a quarterback tonight. And thus, I think the, the Seattle shop would be closed for Baker. It Hmm. seems like Carolina might be the the best spot for him. I don't know if the Saints are going to go in that direction either. Um, uh, The the, the windows of opportunity are really dwindling here for Baker Mayfield. And um, I I don't know why the Browns would want to be left holding on to him. When they hit the summer, I mean, it just, I don't know what way out there would be other than cutting him, which I know they definitely don't want to do that. So maybe trading him tonight would be the smartest move.
3: Congrats on the Emmy nominations there. Me and too, too. and uh, we'll be watching rounds four through seven on Saturday. You can see uh, Rich in the Run, Rich, Run, and that'll be on the NFL network.
0: So I don't, when you said we'll be watching, is it, can I count on that? That the entire. Dan Patrick? No, 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 not. Okay. My wife and I, maybe. Well, I okay.
3: It could be my, me and my puppy.
0: Okay. But, but
3: we'll be
0: watching. Understood. The royal we yeah. will be watching. Yeah. Very good. I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
3: That's Rick Eisen
0: of the. I guess. I knew, knew it. <laughs> I knew it.
3: <laughs> Take care. What Salute. a jerk I am. Thank you, Rich. That's uh, Rich Eisen.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast.
3: I don't know if you've seen the show Barry. It's now in season three on HBO Max. And uh, Sunday nights, you can see a new episode, 10 Eastern, Bill Hader. We spoke with Bill a couple of days ago talking about this, and it's a really dark comedy Um. It feels like they write themselves into corners just like you had uh, with Breaking Bad. So you have a hitman who doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants to be an actor. But he's still a hitman while he's trying to become an actor. And somehow they make it, they make it work. It's a wonderful show. And uh, I started off the interview with Bill Hader where we had Fritzie's impersonation of the voice on Saturday Night Live, Don Pardo. See, the problem, you know, when I said that you were going to be on, and then Fritzy, who doesn't, he does his Don Pardo, you know, Saturday Night (laughs) Live thing. So it's, I'll say, uh, is Bill Hader joining us? And then he doesn't say yes. He'll go,
1: with guest host Bill Hader, musical guest (laughs) Lizzo. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Bill Hader.
3: (laughs) How would you judge that, Bill?
5: That was pretty good. I had to do it. I did Pardo one time was uh, sick, and I had to do it. And I had to do a Pardo impression, but I did, like, 1970s Pardo. How did it sound? It was, it was terrible. It was like, it's Saturday Night Live! <laughs> you did sound a little <laughs> Keith Morrison-like. With- oh, yeah, Keith Morrison, yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that never fails.
5: Oh, yeah, Keith Morrison is now my... Uh, now it's become a thing. There was one where a guy... It was talking about uh it was like his dad tried to bury him alive or something like it was something awful and keith morrison was kind of like saying your dad tried to bar- <laughs> your dad tried to bury you alive that must have been a while <laughs> he didn't say that but the whole kind of tone of it was like he was like what a weird world we live in (laughs) (laughs) it's still
3: nothing trumps that pesky dna and then we had keith morrison on he goes i never said that i I never yeah i don't
5: think he you know john mulaney said he saw that and then I said it to Keith Morrison, and Keith Morrison was very polite, but the look on his face was, I've never said that. Yeah. And then I went, oh, maybe he never did say that, and I just was relayed to me by John. So regardless, it's really funny.
3: What role does narcissism play in
5: Barry? Well, I mean, it's about Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's about actors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. i don't know if it could get yeah i mean narcissism plays a massive part of it and also i mean people always go like oh barry's this new soul and everything and i'm like he's you know if you want to be an actor you are yeah you're a narcissist you know he's always out for himself and even you know being a people pleaser like he is that's its own form of narcissism i need people to like me i need people to appreciate me it is narcissistic in a way so you know it, it kind of comes in all its different forms in the show do you know how this ends no we take it scene by scene we really do take it scene by scene and it's really nerve wracking because when people like it, it's like, Oh good. Well, I don't know if you're going to like, cause I don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, I'm going to get off of this with you. And then Duffy Boudreaux is, is one of our writers, my best friend, I grew up with in Tulsa. He's going to come over and we're going to sit here and just go, all right, so here's the next scene. And then we call Alec Berg, we call Liz Sarnoff, another writer, and we just go, is this making sense? You know,
3: it feels like, and I, I go back to Breaking Bad, that Breaking Bad, it felt like they would write themselves into a corner and you'd say, yeah. how are they getting out? And yeah. I, I don't know if you followed that same template that we're going to write ourselves into a corner and we're going to figure out how we get out of this that's believable.
5: Yeah, well, so much of that, you know, Breaking Bad obviously had a big influence on especially the pilot of Barry and the kind of inception of Barry. And then it was kind of like as we, the show went on, it was like, oh, let's, you know, you know, it became a little different kind of more of like a weirder character piece at at a time. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, we, I think when you follow what the character would do and you're just following it step-by-step and what is interesting, you go, well, we got to make the bold choice and the bold choice usually leaves you in a corner.
3: You know, when you're watching this, series i couldn't help but think what do your friends think or your significant other that you have these thoughts in your mind to be able to create something like this bill
5: i don't know i mean it's funny i talked to my sisters and my dad in oklahoma and they're always like yeah no that's totally you (laughs) You know, my sister's like, you know, you're always in your room watching movies and (laughs) reading. And it's like, yeah, you're like the, you know, uh, nice guy. And then they see the stuff and there's like, oh, there's like a real darkness and weirdness there. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it comes out that way.
3: He's uh, Bill Hader. He is the star of Barry back for season three. It airs Sundays on HBO at 10, also available to stream on HBO Max. Were you class clown in high school?
5: yeah i was i was actually voted the class clown in high school
3: yep can't really do anything with that i was class clown in my
5: high school as well really yeah you did something with it you got on espn and all this stuff. i mean well, you i don't were...
3: think i got on because i was a class clown
5: oh they thought you were funny you were... <laughs> you came on you're like i was a class clown and they said do
3: you think you got saturday night live
5: yes. because 100 class... you go in and lauren's like <laughs> is
3: that on your resume
5: lauren's like um you know, everyone from Chevy to Ellen Cleghorn <laughs> were the class clown. You don't get on unless you, and you have to bring your yearbook in. And he's like, very well. Did you ever
3: imitate <laughs> Lorne Michaels to Lorne Michaels?
5: Ah, uh... <laughs> I don't think so. I remember I did it once on Seth Meyers, and I kind of st- it was like, oh, I made fun of Dad, you know, and was going to see, and Seth went, "Don't worry, he doesn't watch the show." <laughs>
3: <laughs> and how do you guys not crack up on the set? Like, what what helps you not crack up when you're doing Barry?
5: I'm bad. I mean, you. I mean, it's well known. I'm a soft touch. I break at the. I mean, Henry Winkler and Anthony Kerrigan and. Sarah Goldberg and and, uh, Steven Root just make me laugh. I can't, I think there's a blooper reel. They just like released and it's like, yeah, I can't keep it together. Yeah. I I
3: saw that. Fallon was always terrible on Saturday night live. He couldn't hold it together.
5: No. Yeah. Yeah. He and Horatio would get each other laughing. I asked Lauren about it once I would do like Stefan's and every single one I would laugh at. And then I told Lauren, I'm really sorry about this. This It's getting ridiculous. And he was like, well, if what you were saying wasn't funny, it would be an issue, but what you're saying is really funny, so.
3: How often do you weird. have to remind yourself that this is a comedy?
5: Um, we don't, we kind of don't. We don't, it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't think of it in terms of anything, genre, either way. So it, it's kind of the story dictates it, where it goes, and sometimes, it's really funny. And then on some instinctual way, you just kind of go, Oh, this would probably turn dark here, you know, and you just, you know, you try it out. It's very weirdly instinctual.
3: The success of this sometimes brings out friends or friends you didn't know you had that may want to be in Barry. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that when somebody says, Hey,
5: I would love to be in Barry. Um, I, you know, if it makes sense, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm very open to a lot of things. I like I just
3: ask if I could be in Barry without asking if I could oh. be in Barry.
5: Oh, you want to be in Barry? You can be in Barry.
3: <laughs> okay. All
5: right. So I'll, You're well, Dan Patrick. you can be in Barry. Okay. Fine. What would you like
3: for me to play?
5: What do you want to play?
3: Uh, I don't want to do a corpse. Okay. But... Maybe one or two lines would be nice. <laughs> is that a, I mean, I'm in Screen Actors Guild, and
5: obviously, I'm an All actor. Right. Yeah, you can, you can come be on right, I'm no serious. Well, yeah, you can be in Barry.
3: Okay,
5: you think I'm joking? I'm not, you can come. Yeah, we'll figure it out if it works with your schedule.
3: Well, I'm not joking, so I'm hoping you're I'm not joking. joking. No, I'm not joking.
5: I'm, joking. This I'm is not it. joking. So when season four comes out, we can replay this clip. Yeah. you
3: weren't, <laughs> And I will say, you weren't joking. And then you'll say, you weren't joking either. And it's like, that was genius. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. All right. I
5: like that. You're in. All right. But only you. None of those other jerk like, <laughs> bags to work with you. I don't want any of those jerks who are in the studio in the oh, show. Oh, yeah, None, none so, of those.
3: I'm sorry, guys. Uh Bill, you know what? The craft services. These guys could be craft services.
5: I don't want them on the set. Oh, you don't. No want one to, wants them on the yeah, set.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, good luck with this. As I, I would email Bill. I'd say any updates on on Barry, and, and he'd say no, working on it. And then finally, I saw where it was coming out. And I said, don't don't it up. So oh, uh, I know that's. <laughs> I love those emails. You know,
5: hey, don't this up. We're all counting on you. Yeah. yeah my was, buddy sends me a. Uh, Leslie Nielsen and Airplane, when he opens the copies, like, good luck, we're all counting. <laughs> good luck, we're all counting. <laughs>
3: like, oh, uh, all right, well, let me know about season four.
5: Yeah, you're going to be in it now.
3: All right. So we'll, we'll figure it out, Dan. Thank you, buddy. Good to talk to you again. Thank you pal. That's Bill Hader. And I guess I talked my way into
2: season four of Barry. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
5: Let's go places.